Yo, what's good? And welcome to another edition of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. I forgot my name. And of course, we always have a great episode for you. Up first, episode 1076, titled The Great White Trash Heritage, which aired on May 13th, 2019. The fellas talk about the stigma of vaping and its effects, and they break down the science in the only way they know how to do it. Check it out. I have a great book to recommend, uh, American Psychosis. Everyone's always wondering. I think I mentioned it earlier in the week how, how people got into this, how we got into this mess in this country with the homeless thing. But there's a great book that chronicles the exact history, point by point, how we got into it. And it's a mix between uh, government uh, enthusiasm, dumb psychiatrists, and uh, and uh, some horrible policy ideas. Just some, just some people who just like did not understand how to how to do these things and and made gigantic bets in the wrong place. Here's something that I kind of realize, mm-hmm. and I've never looked at anything any differently than this. Okay. And I'm not sure why it's not the go-to answer for everything, as you've heard before. But <clears throat> I take a look at my neighborhood. I take a look at my school. I take a look at all the stuff, and it's all good. It's all good because we, meaning the Corollas, are definitely the worst family at the school, <laughs> in the neighborhood, and everything else. And listen. You're like the Beverly Hillbillies something. I'm rich, I'm responsible, but we're by far, I mean, our, we have a bunch of schools where like the dad's an attorney, the mom's an ER physician. They don't have the all kids, of the, the great white trash heritage. No. Yeah. They, they're like, in, they're, the guy's an engineer, he's building the Staples, he's building yeah. the building behind the Staples Center, and the mom's a nurse, you know, and everyone is that way, the kids are all great, everything's great, and thus, the byproduct of that is no byproduct. Wow, that's the byproduct Profound. of that byproduct. Is no byproduct. It's just no, no waste. No, no. There's debris. nothing. There's no debris. Everyone is good. Everything is clean. Everyone picks up their dog shit. Everyone takes care of the community. Everything is nice. Everything works. The schools, the school my kids go to. The reason that school works is not because of the building. It's not because of the books. They probably don't get the uh, bells of the ball in terms of L.A. Unified or whatever the teachers are. It's clean because the kids don't throw trash down and they don't that they, they don't do graffiti. They don't tag things. They don't vape. Come they on. don't do anything. They your, don't, your daughter's going to do that eventually. Right? She's vaping now. So. Sure. <laughs> they By the don't, way, what is with the moral panic around vaping? Moral panic. It's brain poison. This is worse than secondhand smoke. I saw dude. a commercial, Drew. Do you know that there's it's a, brain poison? I, I Gary, saw it find too. the commercial, I saw man. It. It's brain. Do you poison. know in places where you see lots of vaping, you see less drug use? So maybe there's but their brains are s- being poisoned, right? By nicotine, <laughs> that that thing we give people to get them off cigarettes and just keep them on it. That poison. So what's that the science behind? Well, I'll explain to you the science. So vape is like a poison stick that you put in your mouth. You got to okay. you got you got to you must in 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 your associations bring in the other poison stick. Your brain the tobacco. Well, that's worse. No. Everything's I, bad. It's not worse. Your brain, okay. Your brain controls everything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking right now. That's my brain telling my mouth to talk, okay? Mhm. So, 
look at your brain as a control tower. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, the control tower is not the airplanes, but it's telling the airplanes what to do. Okay. What if we're surrounded by vape smoke and couldn't see the airplane? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So when the fog rolls in mm-hmm. off the coast, mm-hmm. well, then the tower can't communicate with the planes. It can't see what's going on, and the planes go off the runway, and they crash. Okay? <laughs> so what the vape is, vape is short for vaporize. Okay? Which is a kind of a, a what fog is made of vapor. vapor. Mm-hmm. Water, vapor, mm-hmm. vape, vape. It also rhymes with rape, okay? Rhymes with rape, and now it's got... Something that tobacco's got that addicts you to tobacco. Nicotine. That's the poison. And somebody said to me, would you rather have your 12-year-old son addicted to marijuana or addicted to vaping? I think they were trying to get the best of me. But I won the argument because I said neither. Okay? Okay. So. Case closed. Well, I obviously won in that debate because he said... He challenged me. Would you rather your kids smoke marijuana every day or vape? But I said neither. Set him straight. Well, I chalk up a win in speech and debate. That's how you win. Right. You just say A, B, and you go C. (laughs) You later. (laughs) Okay. So your brain, okay, your brain is is the air traffic controller. If it can't communicate with the planes, if the brain is poison, oh, I see. The nicotine is poison. Mm-hmm. It's brain poison. You know, like your coffee has caffeine in it. Is that poison? Must be. Well, I like coffee. Oh, so well, it's good hmm. for you. I guess. No, I mean yes. Caffeine is good. That's brain fertilized. That's good. That helps me study. Uh, when I get, when like I'm on the internet at night, uh, I'm getting information for these debates. You know, like how to answer a question where would you rather your kids smoke marijuana or vape? And I say neither. Mm-hmm. I got that off the internet. Uh, I but I was staying up late burning that midnight oil. Mm-hmm. It's a great, very environmentally conscious band as well so if you poison your brain not with caffeine but with nicotine that's the poison that's brain poison yeah caffeine gives you energy nicotine gives you energy oh <laughs> and nicotine makes that one down nicotine makes you not eat too so if you're obese it could be a benefit there right but i don't care how thin you are if your brain is poison right then that must be why they don't bad. do drugs. They don't do drugs when they vape because they're poisoned. They can't function. They can't even figure out how but to do drugs. But drugs aren't as bad as brain poison. Look, I'll, look at the commercial. There's First off, look no further than TV for the science. These are <laughs> actors pretending to be agitated with adult actors who are pretending to be their parents. So it's all there. You know, I could pull out a spreadsheet or we could watch younger actors pretend to be angry at older actors. You know, Drew? I get it. I get okay, it. watch, please. I'd rather watch young, this, younger actors being upset. Well, oh, hold on. They're acting out true stories uh, of, of vaping. These yes. are stories that were torn from the vaping headlines and they're, they're reenacted by 
uh, younger actors and then older people pretending to be their parents <laughs> who probably couldn't find work, you know, acting in legitimate Netflix <sighs> series. And, you know, well, just watch. It'll, it lays it out. She's a woman. She's young. She's studying, but she can't focus because she's thin. Oh, wait a minute. She can't focus because her brain is poisoned. Poisoned, yeah. Sorry, right. go ahead, Gary. There's an epidemic spreading. Scientists say it can change your brain. Your brain. It's got worms in it. It can release dangerous chemicals like formaldehyde into your bloodstream. See, that's poison. Uh, they bomb bodies. It can expose your lungs to acrolein, which can cause irreversible damage. It's got, see, that's why they it's should not smoke. not a parasite, not a virus, what not is an it? infection. It's vaping. Oh. Mm. That one wasn't the poison That one. wasn't the brain poison yeah. one, but that... Well, would you want to eat a bunch of parasites? No, of course not. Would you want that for your children? No, no. Well, then, that's the science behind vaping. God. (laughs) You you understand it's nicotine mixed with water. Yeah. That's the deadliest (laughs) substance known to man. You take nicotine and you put it on the counter and you rub your hand in it and you touch your eyeball, nothing. But when you mix tap water with it, <laughs> like vaporized. anything else, <laughs> boom. You take a cup of gasoline, fine, but you dump a gallon of water on it. Watch out. The whole block's going up. Right? Welcome back to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next, episode 1179, titled, Uh-oh, Woke People, aired on October 24th, 2019. Adam and Dr. Drew, they're tired of the woke culture, and they go over how the NBA and other entities cater to the movement. Listen to this. I've been saying for a million years, um, businesses, corporations, entities, whatever, Nike, Volvo, <laughs> the NBA, you know, I've been really studying commercials, advertisements, is sort of what they're putting out there all the time, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like Subaru no longer does car commercials. They do commercials where dogs just drive their cars to a puppy farm and they, everyone puts daisies in their hair. And, and I was pointing out that Subaru also makes military attack helicopters. Okay. Yeah. So what's where all the vibes coming from? You know what I mean? Yes. And Nike and everyone's down with the vibes. But I keep saying these companies, they don't have personalities. They want money. Yeah. But they want you to think they're down with with, with, what you're down with. Yeah. It's us. They're they're going to lick their finger. They're going to stick it in the air. If good vibes are what's on tap and we're not talking about rust proofing or powertrain warranties or anything, then we're going to talk about good vibes. The cars are all kind of the same. They're all kind of good, you know? Right. It's really what price range you're looking at. Right. So the NBA is, is down with, you know, being active, socially active. And the NBA, you know, uh, if you're, Steve Kerr and your your starting five players are African American. You better be down with the cause or Popovich or whoever. I mean, if you're an NBA coach, I don't want to say NBA carry thirteen guys, twelve guys, thirteen guys. If, if you're 
an NBA coach or an NBA owner and you're carrying around 13 players and 11 and a half of them are black, you, you better you better be down with the cause, you know? And when Kaepernick takes a knee, you better take a knee too. It's a lot of that going around, right? Just it's, good business, you mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. that these guys are on a team. They got to play for us. Uh, they're okay. talking about they they they're they're putting a fist in there. Uh, fifteen total, thirteen active. Yeah, okay, so thirteen out. Anyway, most NBA teams, if there's fifteen guys on the team, eleven are black. So when there's black causes and you're the middle aged white coach, what what are you going to do? Sure. So I get it. That's that's business. And then the NBA, that's that's kind of business. And and you could even put a less sinister spin on say these are his friends they're working together every day supporting his buddy yeah, i'm not even come on i'm not even really putting a sinister spin i, I mean on a it. less like, uh inhuman spin you know what i mean it's just no, a human it's, it's, you got to get along and you they got to listen to you and you got to go to work every day and yeah sure okay right okay oh look you live in california yeah would you put a trump bumper sticker on your car no no because it'd be you know someone throw a rock at it mm-hmm. I mean, you got to get along mm-hmm. i i get that and that's part of business yeah so then uh, the problem is, the problem is, is a lot of the stuff you talk about is human rights and human dignity and br- brutality and um, oppression and all that. By this state, the United States. By the United States. Yeah. But no one, when they're talking about human rights or women's rights or gay and trans rights or whatever, they don't go limited to the contigu- contiguous United States, Alaska, and Hawaii. Right. They yeah. they just go, I'm for all gay rights. I'm right. for all human rights. I'm for all women's rights. Right? Right. And then you go, okay, <laughs> but uh, what about female genital mutilation that's being performed routinely around? How come you're not? whipped up about that and they're like i don't know enough about that it's like, all right well it's called female genital mutilation <laughs> how much you need to know it's kind of right in the bumper sticker yeah. there so should you be outraged at the region of the world or the countries that participate in that i can't judge that right okay cultural relativism right now you're letting me know you're not as into it as maybe you said you were because if you're just into it and you're just consistent then you're more outraged by I, I think, female genital mutilation. I think you will find people justify that unjust position by essentially saying, well, I only have control over my country. That's all I really understand and know. And I got to take care of my own, that kind of stuff. But yeah. you're, you're right. If they really just cared about women and their rights, you should be outraged. Right. So the NBA is woke and the players are woke and many of the fans are woke, just like Many people who buy Subaru are woke. And so they want to cater to their woke crowd. Mm-hmm. So when something comes up like holding the all-star game in Charlotte or something and they voted down the third bathroom, then they go, we're not going to do this because we believe in rights and transgender rights and whatever. Now, look, the average NBA owner is a white billionaire who's 67 and four months I don't know how strong his feelings are about the third bathroom and canceling the NBA game. I'm guessing he's just going along it's like for more, the business ride. More of the good business that you were talking about earlier. You're, you're right. continuing to build that case. I get that. Which makes me assume you're hypocrites, but I also assume Subaru's full of shit as well. But that's just me. 
But unfortunately, Subaru doesn't really have to prove it. And the problem with something like China and is it Hong Kong? Yeah. Yeah. Hong Kong and the China situation is, uh oh, woke people. Now you have to prove it. Now you have to take this super oppressive regime because you're into human rights and you hate the oppressors. And remember, you're super sensitive to this. Like, I'll admit it. Third bathroom. I don't really care. I'm not that woke. I don't like, uh, you know, I p- kids being separated from their parents at the border. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I understand what they're doing. The kids needed to be treated well. But I'm not so woke that I'm comparing it to Nazis and the Holocaust. So I admit I'm, I'm, I'm about a two and a half on the, the woke meter <laughs> But you guys are super woke. So whatever's going on in China – you're going to blow your top. You're going to be outraged because we've set the table. You're for human dignity uh, and you're for human rights and oppressive regimes. Guys like Trump, you've spoken out. So now when we get to a real oppressive regime, you're going to get a bullhorn and we're going to hear your words echo from the valleys. But then you don't say anything and then you apologize didn't LeBron start by saying something and then had to apologize at worse? I didn't even know the latest. I know one guy makes an innocuous tweet about standing with Hong Kong and he has to apologize and then everyone has to apologize. And now I'm starting to wonder, is this about money? What? How could that be? But I thought you guys were woke. But Subaru, why do you make attack helicopters when you make puppy transporters? Hmm. How do we how do we reconcile this, Drew? Mm. Well, what this podcaster's figured out is the NBA likes money. Mm-hmm. And if being woke gets them more money, then woke they shall be. Now, woke when it comes to getting money here in the States is great. Woke as it pertains to losing billions in China. Well, now we have a little different situation. Hollywood, super woke, little, little sleepy when it comes to China. Yep. And they, haven't, they haven't heard said a thing, have they? No. Because guess what? They like money. Just like they're super woke when it comes to paying taxes and paying more and everything else, but they all fly out of town and go to Atlanta. I mean, you know, the wokest of the wokest, Samuel L. Jackson. I did a comedy gig there in January. His room was next to me. We were in Winnipeg. He was shooting a movie for six months in Winnipeg, all in Canada. Okay. I get it. Your business. And you should go to Canada and save on taxes or, or save on um, unions or save on whatever. It's all fine. Spare me the fucking lecture. Spare me the fucking woke lecture where you're better than I am morally. Shut the fuck up. Take your money from China. Take your money from Canada. Take your money from New Mexico or wherever you're filming. Just shut up. Stop with your virtue signaling and hammering checks. So now you're put in a weird position. So now you're Steve Kerr, who has opinions on everything, except for you don't have any opinions on this. You don't know. Steve Kerr was like a deer in the headlights. 
he he pops off constantly about uh, all the oppression here, but he really hasn't studied China. Well, they have gulags. They take Muslims and they put them in camps and there's like a camp with like a million Muslims in it. They're horrible, Steve Kerr. Now your turn. Still need more info? Not enough? You know all about bad cops. You don't know anything about bad nations? Huh. And you readily give your opinion on everything. But this one, you have to study up on. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Welcome back to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Finally, episode 1235 titled, Douse the Libido. Interesting. Aired on February 24th, 2020. In this episode, the fellas take calls and they give a caller advice on how to bond with this caller's stepson. He admittedly isn't cool with his stepson. And uh, Adam and Dr. Drew give him some pretty good advice. Give it a listen. Drew, think about how tactile your wor- world was. Out, engaged, yep. moving, practicing, scrimmaging. Yep. You know, they have football, but they don't even hit that much anymore. You know, it was so much engagement, you know. Yep. Your contact with our human beings, you know. Now it's all kind of potted off. In the car with the window rolled up, you know, mm-hmm. staring at the back of the headrest with the screen on it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. right? It all, it's all, all, all kind of leads to that non-engagement kind of thing. And, it, you know, sex is probably the ultimate engagement, if you yeah. think about it. And they're not engaging. Yeah. And libido ultimately is about an energy, like a, you know, a vitality. Right. Yeah. And we are trying to sort of douse the libido chemically and sort of sociologically Mm -hmm. and spiritually and then physically Mm -hmm. as well. It's all a bunch of stuff like conspiring against that, what that was. All right. uh, Let's see. What do you got? Talk to you about LifeLock. All right. The U.S. Postal Service is warning about email scams. They come in claiming to be a postmaster general asking for payment of online postage charges. You got to remember the USPS is not going to email customers directly to demand money. It's not going to happen. So you got to understand how cybercrime is affecting our lives. Good thing there's something like LifeLock out there. We like to shop online. We like to work online. We like we like the convenience. We like the, the knowledge. But you got to have something like LifeLock. Think about identity theft. That's another serious issue. Someone's identity is stolen every two seconds. You can miss identity threats if you're only monitoring your credit. Good thing there is LifeLock. They detect a wide range of identity threats, even something like your social security number for sale on the dark web. They have agents. If there's problems, those agents will work to fix it. Right, Matt? That's right. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use promo code ADAM. That's promo code ADAM at LifeLock.com for up to 25% off. Brett, 32, San Diego. Hey, man, Drew. How you guys doing? Hey, man. Good, man. What's going on? Uh, not too much. I have a, a quick question for you guys. Um, so, Adam, I, uh, I, my dad died when I was six years old, man. and um, I grew up working construction, basically. I'm an electrician, and I started when I was about 16. And 
basically the guys that were a father figure to me were construction dudes, which I know you're very familiar with that. So mm-hmm. fast forward, uh, fast forward a couple of years ago, about three years ago, I got married uh, to my wife and she has an eight year old. So he's my stepson, if you will. And I don't know, man, we, we just, I'm having a hard time connecting with the kid. Um, you know, I know I'd never be the dad, but a uh, little, little bit more about me. I'm, I don't know, Adam, I'm kind of your just electrician construction dude, man. I play in a band. I ride a Harley. Um, I'd like to think I'm an overall pretty good dude. I'm not a piece of shit. I provide for my family and trying to call and get you guys advice. And, uh, so yeah. this, this kid is 11 now? This, this child is 11? <clears throat> no. <clears throat> Excuse me, dude. No, he's eight years old. He's now um, eight. So which he's, is literally... He was five when you arrived. What happened to his father? His father is still in the picture, very much so. Um, and, and him and I, me and the father are just two different dudes, if we will. Uh, Adam, you know, you can uh, find me changing the oil on my Harley during the weekends, you know, or uh, you know, doing my, like playing a rock band, you know, and the kid just doesn't seem to be interested and give a shit whatsoever. And I'm just kind of new to it, and I was just wondering, uh, again, yeah, if you guys have any advice. What's the kid into? Video games and you know that's pretty much it, man. That's nothing. Um, you know, Adam, I listen to you religiously, man, and it's, it's you, every time every time you say you know stuff kind of about your kids or whatnot, it cracks me up because I feel like it's the same thing. It's like, hey, man, uh, I never, you know, I never had a dad that had a Harley. You don't want to go for a ride, or you don't want to learn how this engine works, or you know, you don't want to do this. Or, no, I want to play Fortnite. I want to do this, do that, and. And so I, I tend to, um, unfortunately, which I know you guys are going to harp on me for this, but I tend to be kind of a dick to him, I've noticed lately, in a sarcastic way, which I mean is I get the impression that his, his dad, you know, allows this kind of behavior. You know, it's okay to play video games. It's okay to do this kind of yeah. stuff. And, the line's a little choppy, so I'll put you on hold, but I, I have thoughts, which is, Kids need consistency. Mm-hmm. They don't need greatness. Right. They need consistency. True. And I've had little, I think everyone will have this. You know, I had a nephew who was that way with me. I know I don't live with him, but he's like standoffish and, mm-hmm, you know, and yeah. I just went, all right, well, that's his decision. Yeah. I will be around. I'll be consistent. And he'll, he'll, he'll pass through this. He's not the one you brought in here to work, was it? No. Okay. It was his uh, older brother was that okay. way. But uh, that's how he was. And then it passed, you know. I've had times where my daughter was like that way, you know, just, uh, you know, dad, don't come in the room, you know. And I go, okay. I'll just be consistent. I'll just be around. Yeah, you know? it's not about you. You don't react. That's the point. Right. And it's, they they know, and you say to them, hey, you want to go uh, out and get a burrito? And they go, no, I'm, I'm playing Fortnite. And you go, okay, just asking. And they know. Yep. And you put it out there. And you're there and you're consistent. And you're not, you don't have to make comments and you don't have to try to outwit them. You don't have to do anything. You just have to sort of be there. And you have to be consistent and you have to be, they have to know who you are and where you are and what you are all the time. And the story may be, hey, I had a stepdad. He was into the Harley. I wasn't into the Harley. He'd be in the garage working on the Harley. I'd be in my room playing Fortnite. But uh, then they'll pause and they'll go, Brett was a good guy. Yeah, he was okay. 
But do not expect the child to be into what you are into. Do not insist the child be into what you're into. Meet them where they are and encourage out-of-home out activities for sure. But my but dog, not necessarily your activities. But also, if you sort of relax, do your thing with a certain ease and a kind of confidence and not a pressure, right. rushed or harried, then the kids come to you sometimes. Mm-hmm. I told you, I was telling you, my daughter came to me and wanted to drive for the first time ever. I've been Mr. Car, Mr. Drive, Mr. Everything. She's been zero to do with anything. <laughs> and when when we were done with the drive for the first time ever, I sat down with her and I showed her me driving professionally and what it's like inside the car at those speeds with the shifting and the other cars and whatever. And it's the first time ever she watched. Mm. Like it's the first time ever she went like, oh, God, what's going on here? Wow, <laughs> that's intense. You know, she, all the other times before, I was like, hey, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, okay, great, great, great. Tom's like, now, but, but she had to come to my doorway. She had to come to you. And yeah. she had to say, teach me to drive. Yeah. That's what had to happen. And I had to take all the driving discussion from zero to 13 and a half was, was empty, uh, empty yeah. and not, didn't, didn't move the needle yeah. until then. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Remember to check back each week for new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake. Thanks for tuning in. Deuces!